0: Welcome to the Foxes and Fowl podcast, season two. Foxes and Fowl is the campus ministry of the United Church of Canada at the University of British Columbia. We are committed to exploring the ways that God is at work in us and others for the healing and renewal of the world. We believe that God has called us to live in a particular way in this world, the way of Jesus. To help us do that, over the next several weeks, we're going to take a break from our usual pattern of longer interviews and dive into St. Paul's letter to the Ephesians together, one little step at a time. We hope you'll join us on the way. Hey, I'm Aaron. Welcome to the Foxes and Fowl podcast. Today we're continuing our walk through St. Paul's letter to the Ephesians. If this is the first episode you're listening to, you may want to go back to the beginning. Or maybe this is the word that God wants to give to you today. Either way, I'm glad you're with us. So far we've heard a lot about the good news that the gospel is. That we are holy, chosen, beloved, adopted, covered in glorious grace. These things are now and forever true about us because God says so. And yet we know there's some other stuff that seems to be true about us, too. Some stuff that's not especially glorious. You know, some days we don't look terribly holy. We often fail to represent God's family very well. We choose not to be generous in love and mercy. We don't live with others in ways that seek their flourishing or ours. We get mired in cycles of anger and resentment. We're slow to forgive if we worry about forgiveness at all. As Paul puts it in his letter to the Romans, we all sin and fall short of the glory of God. The great writer Frederick Buechner says that the gospel is always bad news before it's good news. (laughs) That may seem a little counterintuitive, but The more I understand what it means to follow Jesus, the more I think it's true. Because the closer we get to Jesus, the more we realize that our lives are out of step with what God wants. I mean, we can't come to Jesus without recognizing that we don't live in the way that we are created to live, madly in love with God and with the world that God loves. You know, there's a scene in Luke's Gospel where Jesus performs a miracle in the presence of a fisherman named Peter. And when Peter sees what Jesus is capable of, when he recognizes the presence of the living God in Jesus, Peter falls to his knees and says, Go away from me, Lord. I am a sinful man. Now, if you know the story, you know that Peter goes on to be one of Jesus' first and most intimate disciples. He even gets named by Jesus as the rock of the church, the solid foundation on whom Jesus is going to establish his people. Peter's is a quintessentially good news story. It's a gospel story. But I I certainly know about Peter's first response. In the presence of Jesus, he is overwhelmed by how much he doesn't deserve Jesus' presence. (laughs) I hear guilt in his voice, but more I hear shame. Guilt is feeling badly about what we've done. Shame is feeling badly about who we are. I am a sinful man. Not I'm a man who's committed sins, but I am a sinful man. That's who I am. Now we may not voice it like that, but I believe that shame is a universal experience. We have all felt at one point or another like we are not wholly chosen, and beloved, by God or anyone. We all know the feeling of not living up to expectations, ours or others. Maybe you feel that way right now. Our verse for today says this, In Him, that is in Jesus, in the Beloved, we have redemption through His blood the forgiveness of our trespasses, according to the riches of his grace that he lavished on us. In the Beloved we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of our trespasses, the forgiveness of our sins, according to the riches of his grace that he lavished on us. I said off the top that the messes of our lives seem to be true about us as well as whatever God says. And I meant that they seem that way. Because whatever is contrary to what God says about us is a lie. It's not true. And yet we can still become enslaved to that lie. We're easily bound by it. It's sometimes easier to believe. You know that voice that whispers, Why would God choose you? Why can't you just stop doing that? Could God really call you a saint? Right, You know the voice, and it weighs heavy. And Paul knows that. So having told us who we are, he deals with the lies that we continue to hear about ourselves, or that we tell ourselves, the lies that we let define and drive us. He reminds us that there is nothing that can completely come between us and God. Anything that tries to is a lie from which we can be freed. We have redemption, which means freedom from slavery. (laughs) We have redemption through Jesus. We are freed from everything, from our shame and our brokenness, our sin and our failures, everything that would keep us from our truest selves. We are freed to be the people that God says we are, and nothing less. We have redemption through his blood. In Jesus on the cross, we see how far God will go just to have us, to free us from all the crap that gets between us and God, between us and our best selves, between us and creation, between us and each other. We have forgiveness, a fresh start. We have a new possibility, not predicated on our will or our best efforts or our abilities, but a possibility made by the grace that God has lavished on us. I love that word, lavished. Our sin has nothing on God's grace. Nothing. God's grace is lavished on us. And it is limitless. Every day we get to draw close to Jesus, and when we recognize that we're living in or carrying some lie, we get to offload it, we get to drop it at the foot of the cross and experience his grace his forgiveness, his freedom again and that's surely easier to say than to do but it's worth it it's worth it to leave the lies with Jesus because as another writer in scripture says when the sun sets you free you are free indeed When the sun sets you free, you are free indeed. May we experience that freedom today, the redemption, the forgiveness, the grace of God for us as his beloved children. Amen. Thanks to the Foxes and Fowl team in the Pacific Mountain region of the United Church of Canada for making this happen. Thanks to Davis Miller for the soundtrack. I hope you can join us next time. And until then grace and peace.